Welcome into another edition of the Box Kicker Talk of Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. And this week, again, we will talk all things sports. Um, now for the obligatory uh, Twitter plugs. Uh, remember to follow the show at Box Kickers Pod on Twitter. I am at CR Drubert. Daniel, you are? I'm at Daniel underscore Cabrera9. Yeah, and also catch him on his uh, his gaming channels, too. Uh, FB.G fb.gg slash dadpit for facebook gaming and then i am also on twitch every now and then twitch.tv slash dadpit d-a-d-p-1-t-t yeah i was i was actually on uh, twitch earlier today and um, a couple people i follow on there um, one was a guy by the name of ludwig and him and like four other people were facing this like chess like guru i guess he was playing four games at once, blindfolded, and all his partner would tell him was what the move was, and he had to remember in his head what the board looked like. And he won all four games. Who, who was it? <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name. I've never heard of him before. Uh, yeah, he said he, he referenced after the games were over. He referenced this, it's like it's a cool party trick, but it basically melts his mind when he does that. <laughs> sure. It was funny. It was funny because uh, Ludwig made a move today. That was like, this is a, a stupid move. I should not be making this move, but I'm going to see if it throws him off. And you could see him like almost malfunctioning. He replayed in his head, move by move, all 28 moves before that that last move. Yeah. And it was it was like watching computer work. It was, it was pretty crazy. And he's like, <laughs> this is crazy. He goes, he's like, I think he's setting me up. So he, he made the move anyway, and he ended up winning the game. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty pretty interesting to watch. It was pretty cool. Wow. So. Uh, I, I I could barely win a game of chess, let alone against someone blindfolded. I don't even, even know how to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So yeah, yeah, before we jump into our, our sports, as usual, we will uh, we like to catch up a little bit. So how you doing, Daniel? I'm doing pretty well, man. Um, the weekend's here. I, work's been kicking. I'm sure work has been kicking our ass, but <laughs> I am always ready for Friday evening to come and. Um, Excited. I mean, I, I knocked out uh, WandaVision. We're going to get to that in a second. And then I also uh, knocked out two movies. So they were good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, any, any of the movies uh, worth worth bringing up? Um, I watched The Little Things. And I know there was ads for it all over the place. But it was it was okay. I wouldn't say it's, it's very good. I wouldn't say it's good. It was okay to me in my book. Yeah, I, I like the actors in it, but I just it doesn't catch my attention, and the reviews I read so far are not great. So I'll probably hold off on that for a bit. Yeah, it was I mean I don't want to say any spoilers, but I mean the ending, you know, was eh. So okay. there, good to know. There you go. <laughs> good, to, good to know. Yeah, so I mean, not a whole lot. I mean, um, we actually finally had a nice Saturday. Um, normally Thursdays and Fridays are the nice day during the week, and we have pretty crappy weather on the weekend, but. Uh, yeah, it's almost 80 degrees today here, so it was, it was pretty nice. nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, but yeah, and like you said, um, basically the main thing I did was I watched WandaVision. I caught up on it last night, and then, so so my wife, she she likes Marvel, but for whatever reason, she, she could not get herself to watch WandaVision. 
And so I kind of gave her like a little synopsis of what happened in episode four. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to watch it. We watched it. She ended up watching the other three episodes after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so now she's hooked on it. So, um, but basically, uh, and for those of you who may have not watched episode four or you're saving the series uh, for maybe a month, you're going to try to do a free preview of, of uh, Disney Plus once it, uh, the full series is out. Um, I would suggest skipping ahead right now because we're going to touch on a lot, probably a lot of spoilers here. So yeah. I'll give you uh, three, two, one. So Wanda appears to be the bad guy. <laughs> she does, yes. So uh, for those of you who are watching the show, um, we know that every day is kind of like a, a, a generic sitcom, like for 60s and 70s. And this episode was based off of what was happening during the first three episodes. So uh, we, we get to see a couple minor characters come back and Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis. Um, you remember her from the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, know um, um, the, the character we referenced last week, uh, uh, the daughter from uh, Mar- uh, Captain Marvel. She, we started off the episode with her coming back from the blip. So, it's it's pretty cool because we've we've seen everyone dust away, but watching them reassemble is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And, I enjoy that very much. And the and the chaos the, the chaos that came from that, because um, I mean like, she was in a hospital and like people were appearing in hospital rooms with other people and yeah. doctors and nurses were coming back and it was it was, it was the chaos we expected to see and um, basically we we find out she's she's a member of Sword. Her mom is the one who basically built the organization from the ground up. Um, and she gets put on this mission to, to look for a missing person, which really was FBI uh, story looking for uh, um, someone in witness protection. And they discover a strange town, basically a sound. What well, appears by the end of the episode, Wanda is basically wiping everyone's memory that knows of the town. She's kind of controlling everyone who's in there. There's about 3000 people in there. And she's uh, basically created this world for her and vision to live. And I think, because we remember, this happened three weeks after Endgame. Yep. It's, it's only, she's, in her mind, Vision's only been dead for three weeks. Yeah. And and if you remember, when Vision died, she killed him. Then Thanos brought him back to kill him in front of her. <laughs> Again, so she's, <laughs> she's, got, she's got a lot, of, lot to grieve, a lot to work through. And it looks like she's kind of gone a little off the, off the deep end for it. Um, so, but I mean, overall, I thought it was a great episode great story um i i really i really enjoying what they're doing with the show uh what, what, what are your thoughts on it um i enjoyed it i mean i know some people from episodes one and two were really confused i'm not gonna lie i was confused myself but um episodes three and four really hit the nail i mean it's like i mean if, if vision goes out to the reality which we see like in episode four um he's toast he's like he's dead yeah. So this is why she created this this whole little uh, Westview is what they call it. Um, I honestly, I liked it. I, yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I thought it was funny with West Westview. I wonder if it's like a play on Westworld about how it's like a, a fake world that people are in. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, so so uh, so the cops that were there at the at the beginning of the episode with, with Jimmy Woo from Eastwood. From Eastview. Eastview, they don't bother to to, to try and go in there. Or do they Stop, know? She, it's like anyone who would possibly go in there. She's already warped their mind that 
because they think there is no East View. They're standing next to the sign for West View. They think there is no West View, and they just drive off. And so that's what's kind of like the red flag for Jimmy and for uh, Captain Rambeau. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so in their now, eyes. What are they seeing that that town? What are what are they seeing? Just well, they're, they're seeing what we see of yeah. like a road going down there. You see some houses in there. But like the cops don't see anything in there. Is what, what is what I'm imagining? Like there's nothing there. There's no town there. Huh. Okay. <sighs> and Oof, then yeah. um, I, I can tell where this can confuse some people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, there is there was a a, a, a uh, some there was originally a plan for this episode. There's there's concept art that got released. I don't know if you have seen this yet. But whenever we find out Vision was actually dead and she's controlling the whole town or whatever. There's a scene where they were going to film of her going into the sword headquarters and removing Vision's dead body and taking it. Yeah. Which to me is that means Vision's weakened at Bernie's at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and I, my wife had brought it up. She's like, well, if she's controlling everything in town, then why is Vision kind of starting to figure things out? I think she actually designed Vision that way because she wanted him to be as close to the original thing that there was. Yeah, and she didn't want to control every aspect. She just wants to make sure he stays in that town with her. Yeah, so like you said, she is kind of possibly going to be the bad girl of the show. Yeah, but uh, what's up with the uh, the neighbor, like, and her husband? We still have questions we need to get be, get answered. Well, so um, there's actually a um, uh, what's her name? It was it's uh, Agnes. Agnes. So there's a witch character in the MCU or. Uh, well, not the cinematic universe, but the, uh, Marvel comics um, called Agatha. Yeah. And she's like like three or 400 years old and she's like a witch. And she's actually um, in the comics is one of the people who trained Wanda. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if she is going to be, if that's going to apply. Because we know, they know something's wrong. Like they know that they're being controlled. They're, they're playing along. So it's like a few of those people feel like they're playing along. Other people are, are under full mind control. So I'm wondering if the people we know, like like if it's going to be Agatha or whatever, if they're playing along because they know they're kind of trapped in there. Because what people fail to realize was Wanda was more powerful than Thanos. Yeah, I mean, the only, Thanos with the stones is the only thing that could, that could beat her. I mean, she is, she is the ultimate weapon in the Marvel comic universe. Yeah. So in, in, in episode uh, in three, when Joe Dean had said... Uh, that her brother had gotten killed by Ultron. Do they just have certain moments to where they remember things? And then like, well, it's, it's, it's like, 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 huh? like huh? because, because Wanda brought up Ultron first and that's where she was like, yeah, he was, yeah, your brother was killed by Ultron. Right. And I think it was one of those where it's like, she let she uh, Wanda let out a little bit of the of the charade by remembering Ultron, and yeah. that kind of cracked the the control she had on her. On Geraldine, yeah, on Geraldine. So I, I think I think that was like a, a slip up in Wanda's control, and that's whenever she's like, "Okay, I got this right here. This person obviously does not belong here," and she kicked her out of town. So yeah. and we'll see more. We'll see more of it next week. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious if they, if they can figure out a way to bring vision back entirely. Cause, cause I really like vision, like this version of vision. Yeah. I wasn't really a fan of him in Ultron or in, in the, uh, infinity war. Um, but they, they let him have more like personality in there. And I, I hope they actually bring him back. Cause I think he'd be good for the team. I think so. 
And I, yeah. I think this this was confirmed that the show or one division right now is um, apparently it's before Spider Man Far From Home, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then um, I think there was rumors. It's, it's not fully known yet, but there's speculation that Wanda is actually going to be the villain in the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, I know she's in there. So, and, and we know this movie ties into the Doctor Strange movie, so maybe they're going to let let her go full full villain. And then if yeah. if they and it, since they're going to do the multiverse, so obviously we know we're going to see a lot of that in the, in the next Spider Man movie. They're, they could very well bring Vision back by using a different universe version of, of, of Vision. Because <laughs> they may need a, a Vision to stop a crazy Scarlet Witch. So Yeah. Another quick thing, too. Uh, uh, Detective Wu was saying something about a missing persons case in, uh, in Westview. Who are they talking about? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm not sure which if we've seen the character that's in, in hiding. Because um, I, I've heard of two names, and this is not really spoilers, but I saw it on like comic book, uh, Facebook or something like that. I follow something like that. And <clears throat> um, uh, Ant-Man, Mr. Lang or yeah. Hawkeye. Well, it could be, I, I have heard the Hawkeye rumors since, I mean, I mean, he has a show coming out, but I think after what happened with Endgame, I don't, I can't picture them still being under custody, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they saved the world. I mean, I, I think you can get a pardon for that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so um, somebody's out there missing and they're trying to figure it out well and then there's speculation it could be Dottie. remember the the blonde lady from the second episode that's kind of controlling of the, of the community oh, yeah. yeah she was because she because she's the only person not on the board because they they, uh, they they're they figuring out who all the people are that have been cast in the show yeah and Dottie Dottie's the only one whose picture is not up on that board so maybe that's because agent Wu doesn't want her uh name to be known correct yeah so, and uh, one thing I did see real quick before we move on, um, I really like this idea. People are petitioning right now, trying to get a Jimmy Woo Disney Plus <laughs> show. That's kind of like the X Files, a different crazy thing every every week. A week he's trying to solve in, in yeah. the Marvel world. I like the little Easter eggs that they have. So, like in in the Ant Man, I don't know if it was one or two. I don't remember. So when he was getting introduced, he had those deck of cards. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He was trying to like do his magic trick, but then in the Wonder uh, Vision episode four, he like flips a card real quick. Yeah, they even, they didn't even like focus on it. It just happened, yeah. and it's just like I, I, saw, I saw the video on on Twitter where they Actually, they showed yeah. it. They showed him like a bunch of cards flying out of his wrist, and then you see him just yeah. easily pulling it off all those years later. So it's little things like that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it's it's, it's like. It's not integral to the story, but they they, they include things because they, they want to tie everything together. They, like yeah. they want to know that even the smallest detail in any movie can be used in the future. Correct. So, all right, um, yeah, that's it. Um, I I mean that's all I really watched. I mean, um, I did watch the um, uh, what, Songbird last week. I might oh, yeah. I might I might say that for next week's uh, episode. Um, it's really good. I recommend people watching it. I know it's, you have to buy it right now. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail until like Daniel sees it. Um, and I, I know a lot of people haven't seen it yet. So I'll, I'll hold on to that in my back pocket for now. Um, but I do recommend if you do have the opportunity, if you have the extra 12, 14 bucks, spend it. Make it like a little date night. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty good movie. That's another movie I need to add. <laughs> <laughs> so, Try to knock out all these movies. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... 
Like right now, it's hard for me. Even though I mean, yeah, we don't go out a lot because the whole like world is falling apart. But the, yeah. but the uh, having young kids it is hard to be able to get some of these movies watched. Because I mean, this movie you can watch. It's it's not like you don't you don't need to shield your kids from it. But it's it's basically about the a version of the pandemic in the future, and um, it doesn't really talk about the politics of it. it. Doesn't really talk. It's just more about them trying to save one of the characters from the from the movie. Uh, in in essence, so yeah. it's pretty good. So, all right, um, we will move into the sports now. Um, I want to start with college basketball. We don't really get into this much, but outside of some upsets, there there really isn't much to, to, to discuss. I mean, we touched in the past about the, that the Blue Bloods are struggling. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky are all, all out of the top 25. Kansas, I mean, you can almost include them in that boat, too. They keep, they keep losing games. Um, I really think the NCAA investigations are really getting to the Kansas program because it's only a matter of time before I think they drop the hammer on them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, other than that, I mean, does anything anything stand out to you story wise? I, I know we're going to get close here next month. Uh, I mean, we're getting close to March Madness. Obviously, we have a one more full month to go. But anything stand out to you so far? Um, it's just all these cancellation of games and trying to actually play them at a certain point. And then also, I mean, we're here based in Texas. They have Texas at number five. Um, well, and we always, we always, we uh, always joke around and say, you know, they're not going to finish like in top 25, but this is it's about to be, it's the end of January tomorrow, uh, last day going into February and they're in top 10, which is, you know, surprisingly very well. But, um, I've been looking at, uh, the bracketology, um, what's his name? Joe Lenardi's Bracketology. Uh, so you have Texas at number two right now, which is very good. And then, I mean, you have teams that – I just don't know how well – because I've honestly, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen Baylor play this year. So I don't know how Baylor is. I've seen a couple yeah. of Gonzaga games late at night, you know, when I'm going to bed, I'll see them play. But, but they don't face anybody. They don't face anybody, but they're always in the Final Four. So I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, I might pick Gonzaga this year. Uh, Michigan is another team who's, who's done well uh, the past couple of years. They have them as number one seed. If you know Villanova is going to do well, they're the other number one seed. Um, it's just teams that I – there's so many college teams. There's so many games going on. I haven't really watched, like, the majority of these teams. Of course, I've seen the Big 12. Oklahoma had that big win against Texas uh, by one point the other day. Um, it's teams like, like Florida State. Or Alabama. Alabama stinks at basketball, but they're you know they're still hanging around. Yeah. So obviously we're ready for March Madness. I love March Madness, but um, majority of these teams, man, I, I just haven't really watched. I, I see a lot of upsets in the tournament this year. Um, I'll be shocked if all four one seeds make it. Um, it's just I think it's wide open this year. Um, and and just to piggyback a little bit off that Texas Oklahoma game at Oklahoma one by one. Um, Texas clearly was the better team. Yeah, Shaka, Shaka Smart head coach was out because he tested positive. They had a lot of other players out due to contact tracing. They played that game with eight players, and in the last couple of minutes, they they were down to the five on the court because uh, others fell out. They're having to get like these bench guys playing big minutes, and to lose by one, I mean, that's I, I don't I, they're gonna fall because of the loss, but I don't think they're gonna fall too far. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, their game against Kansas today or Kentucky today got canceled because of because uh, I, I think it was uh, Kentucky Kentucky side this time um, yeah. having too many positive yeah. cases. But and you um, don't see like first time ever you don't see Duke right here in February about to be February. Yeah. You don't see Duke. 
You don't see Duke. You're not, you probably won't see North Carolina. Uh, you see a team. Kansas. Um, what are they called? I just saw Bryant. Who the hell is yeah. that? Bryant. Well, I mean, they're going to win their conference. That's the only reason they're going to get in the tournament. I, I've Honestly, I've never heard in, of that team. And I know every year we see a team that we've kind of heard of, but yeah. I've, I've never heard of Bryant. So I don't know what conference they're in or what's going I've on. Heard of, I, I've heard of them. I, I couldn't tell you where they're at, where they're located or anything, but I've heard, that, right. I've heard them before. <clears throat> yeah. Huh? Um, but, yeah, it's – um, I, I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of upsets, I, like I said before, because um, there's so many so many top teams are just. I don't know if it's COVID related. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on because a lot of these teams that aren't being hit by COVID are losing too. So I just don't know if it's a distraction of these kids not being able to, to live a normal college life because they're having a quarantine or whatever. But for whatever reason, like this this year has probably been the strangest year in college basketball I've ever seen. I think so. Texas uh, I mean, State, I see Texas State on there. I hope down there in San Marcos. I hope they make it. They got they got to win their conference tournament. There's only that's the only way they're gonna that's get the in. Well, Bryant's out of um, the Northeast Conference. The Bryant Bulldogs. They're up there. I think was what Stony Brook and them. I um, I see Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah, I know them. Yeah. Usually we see them in there. Um, oof, there's not really much. Central Connecticut, uh, Long Island University, Sacred Heart. Yeah. Teams like that. Yeah. I mean, I think we could see any of those teams that make it make a run to the Sweet 16 at the very least because there, there's not going to be like – because you know how we always got like like when UCLA was a one seed and they're playing the first uh, two games in the tournament like in, in Los Angeles or – Sacramento. I mean, they're playing close to home and having to face like like a Bryant and flying across the country. It's going to be equal footings. They're all coming in the same city. All going to be living in, in the hotels yeah. for the month as long as they're going to be in there. So it, it's you're not going to really, really have the the seating advantage anymore because I mean, I, how, how many times we see Duke playing round or weekend one in Greensboro, North Carolina? It was like every year. Every year, correct. So if if they happen to make the tournament, they have to go to Indianapolis and face anyone else that has that's in there as well. I mean, I, I think it's an advantage to the Midwest schools for the, for the least amount of travel. It would have been the best advantage for Butler, but they have no shot at making the tournament unless they win their conference tournament. Because I think <laughs> they lost today. I think they're like seven and eleven now or something like that. So I mean, they're 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 in a rebuilding year. I mean, they lost a lot of their top players that they graduated and. They have a they have a pretty decent freshman class playing pretty well. Um, I'll tell you the team that surprised the team the team that surprised me is is uh, Purdue because they lost a lot of talents. They struggled last year because it was a rebuilding year. They have a lot of really good freshmen this year that will probably stay at least through next year. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if next year Purdue is going to be a top ten team, potentially a Final Four team, because because these young guys are that good. Yeah, I mean I, I still think Big Twelve is is powerhouse right now in basketball. There's only is, yeah. one, two, three. There's only four teams in the Big Twelve, Big Twelve that are not ranked at this moment. That's crazy. That's actually pretty crazy. Yep. We have Baylor, Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Kansas, and Texas Tech all ranked. Yeah, that that's impressive. Pretty, pretty impressive, yeah. Pretty good, Phil Shaka Smart. Come on, start <laughs> start recruiting these guys over here. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't cut your hair. Whatever this this long yeah. hair seems to be working for him. Don't so. Cut your hair. <laughs> Well, Big Ten has one, two, three, four, five, six teams ranked. So Big yeah, Ten, Big yeah. Twelve, powerhouse. Yeah, ACC is taking a step back. Uh, Big East is top heavy. 
Um, Pac-12, I think you have one or two decent teams there. SEC is yeah. pretty much a dumpster fire this year. I mean, you have Georgia yeah. who's hanging in there. Or not Georgia, but uh, Alabama who's hanging in there. What? I mean, Kentucky's junk. LSU, I think, is junk. It's just, yeah. And the SEC has been is really bad this year. Yeah. For as, as good as they are in football, they are terrible in basketball. That's true. <laughs> so, all right. Um, we'll transition now over to the NFL. Um, we're going to save our uh, our championship preview for next week's show because um, we hope to come to you from midweek next week. Um, but we'll recap real quick uh, the two games last week that decided the Super Bowl matchup. So we'll start with the uh, Buccaneers versus Packers. What stands out to you from that game? Uh, well, it was one of the games that I uh, that I was anticipating more than the AFC, and it, and it really did uh, uh, was really well. I mean, I Tom Brady is this guy ever going to go away? Like the, <laughs> I, I the, AFC, the AFC gets rid of this guy, and he still ends up in the Super Bowl. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Man. He he's the greatest quarterback of all time. There's no debate about it. He's just he's that good, man. Like, do you think? Okay, do you think if he would got put on the 49ers, they would have went? Yes. You think so? Yeah. At least in the championship, right? Yeah, they're a quarterback away. Okay. What about? Um, oh my God, he wouldn't go to Detroit Lions. Okay. What about a, a <laughs> DC, what about the Minnesota Vikings? Of course, with uh, oh yeah, Jack easily. And yeah, with Dalvin Steven. Cook and that. Yeah. So anywhere he would have went, pretty much in the NFC, he would have gone to the Super Bowl. But, um. I mean, they're just there, like Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, Gronk. Now, I just – Aaron Rodgers, what is he, like one in four in NFC Championship games now? Yeah, something like that. It's, it seems like he can't win that big game except one time he, when they did win the Super Bowl. Since he's been in the league, um, he's been in the same number of Super Bowls as the Bears. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I – it was a great game. I think the defense couldn't handle Tom Brady, and then they had some stupid play calling. Um, yeah. Especially that field goal. The, that field, the goal, field goal at the goal, end. Yes. Come on. That that's I expect that out of Mike Vrabel, but I don't expect that out of Matt Lafleur in Green Bay. If if you if you don't make it, you got him pinned down like on the four yard line. I mean, and, yeah, and but you still have to score even if you do make it, which they did. You still have to score a touchdown. Yeah, give Aaron Rodgers. That chance on fourth down, any other quarterback, maybe not, but Aaron Rodgers, come on. Like, you have yeah. to give him that chance to, to score the touchdown. Um, and then the, the play call before halftime that the Packers, yeah. I don't know why they didn't play zone, but obviously the corner got beat. I think it was Kevin King. That guy was getting destroyed all game long. All, ga- all game long. Scotty Miller just zips past him, and they score that touchdown before the end of the half, uh, the Buccaneers did. Yeah. So. It was just play calling and then stupid play, like a play like that, which kicking the field goal. Um, I don't agree with it, but I mean, obviously he's the head coach there for a reason and we're just at home watching it, but uh, just give Aaron Rodgers the chance on fourth down. To, yeah. If they would have turned over on downs, yeah, again, they would have been pinned right there at their, what, like 15-yard line? Yeah. Then the defense could have handled it, but I don't know. So think about this. The Buccaneers – played three road playoff games, and now they get to play at home for the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Against the team with the best record in football, they're basically playing a glorified home game. It's It worked out perfect for them. I mean, this lined up. I mean, it all lined up for Tampa Bay this year. 
sports is a it's a mystery sometimes, man. I don't, I don't yeah. know how they they went to uh, Washington and New Orleans and Green Bay, and then now they're playing the Super Bowl at home. Yeah, it's right there, like their practice field is right there next to Raymond James Stadium, so they don't have to travel far. They they basically followed the path that you predicted before the season for the Saints. You had them winning all three road games, getting to Super Bowl to go against Kansas City. Yeah. So you're close. You're in the you're in the right division. You just had the wrong team. Do you think they stay? <laughs> do they have to stay at the hotel? You know, like <sighs> like Sunday they they follow the buses to the to the stadium. Yeah, that's a good question. Or do they meet, do they meet somewhere and then take a bus because they can stay in their ho- own home the night before? And I, I I would prefer them to stay in the hotel. That way you can quarantine them to make sure no one misses the game. Because at this point, if today someone tests positive, they're out for the Super Bowl. So. What what these players do right now can decide who wins this game on uh, next week. Yeah. What if Tom Brady tests positive like Saturday night? NFL will not disclose it. They'll let him play. <laughs> <laughs> they want to move the Super Bowl to like next week, the week after. Yeah. No chance they're gonna. No chance they're gonna. I mean, who's who's his backup? It's um. Oh man, who's who's his backup there in Tampa? Is I know it's a a terrible guy. Uh, let me look up the Buck. Uh, the backup quarterback is Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert could start the Super Bowl if Tom Brady <laughs> doesn't That's quarantine. An NFL nightmare if Tom Brady tests positive for COVID. If Blaine Gabbert versus the Kansas City, oh man, that'd be great. What if Mahomes and Brady get tested positive? <laughs> oh man, that that'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show goes on, right? <laughs> it would be, be, be what, Matt Moore versus Blaine Gabbert? <laughs> so. All right, so uh, let's touch base on the uh, Buffalo versus Kansas City game. Uh, um, yeah. I, Josh Allen did not look good. He looked basically as bad as I have been trying to say he was all year. I know he's a good quarterback. I know. I'm, I'm, he's, I dog him all year. But he basically played how I, I envisioned him playing. He overachieved, I felt, this year, and this is basically the Josh Allen we're going to have. He didn't look good against Kansas City defense. He put up some points late to kind of pad his stats, but he looked bad going into that fourth quarter. Yeah, I just – I mean, we both pictured Kansas City winning. Um, it reminded me of last year's AFC title game with the Titans. It's like identically almost the same score. And yeah. um, it was just like that. Like I know Buffalo, they went up to a 9-0 lead, I believe. And, um, you know, the Chiefs came back and just didn't look back after that. And so uh, it, it's what, we, what I thought was going to happen. And it's – I don't know who can beat this Chiefs team right now, man. I really don't. Tom, uh, Tom Brady could. <laughs> we, 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 we always – we always uh, – We'll get to that, uh, like you say, next week. Next week. We we'll always want to bash him, but, I mean – I will. I, at this point, I, it's a toss-up to me. I think, that, yeah, on paper, the Chiefs should win this game easily, but I think it's a toss-up at this point. But we'll, we'll cover that next week. We won't get too much into that right now. It's too good. Man. They had two receivers so. that over 100 uh, uh, yards and a hill yeah. and a tight end, Kelsey, but still. Um, they're just fast. They do all these trickery plays. and Yeah. We got to give it to Andy Reid, man. He's, he's Hall of Fame coach, been there forever. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, finally reaping, reaping the benefits of it, having the right players for his scheme. So finally, yeah. 
So um, before we move on real quick, I do, I do want to touch, because I know we talked a lot about the uh, Deshaun Watson. He officially has requested his trade, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but it sounds like the Matt Stafford trade could happen before next week's game. So um, there, there's basically there's been enough work being done around the league that the experts think that there's a trade that could be done within basically the next uh, next seven days. So um, if there is a, if there is a trade, I, who do you think it's going to be right now? Like who do you think is is pushing this hard right now? Because I know there's two teams to me that I think it's going to be, but who do who you feel it's going to be? Um. I would say, well, we heard about the Rams rumors. Yeah. I, you know, that, that kind of stunned me a bit, a little bit. Uh, I would say the other team, Phillip Rivers just announced his retirement. It has to be Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah. I think Indianapolis, I think Rivers helped him out by retiring when he did. And I think Indianapolis is pushing for him. And I think the other team is going to be San Francisco. Cause I heard that they're really pushing hard for him as well. They need a quarterback. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll find a way to unload Garoppolo somewhere. But um, yeah, think, I think, think I, Houston waits till the draft to try to get rid of uh, Watson, or even they might not even get rid of him. I, to be honest, I don't really know. I, I have no idea what's going to go on with that situation. Um, that that team is such a is a joke that I could see them hold on to him until like training camp at this point. Yeah, it's Cal McNair and, and the ownership yeah. are not really doing a very good job right now, and a lot yeah. of fans and people are criticizing them about what's going on over there. JJ, why I'm sure does not want to be there now. Um, yeah. I don't know. They, I mean, they could trade those two guys for some big pieces. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one dark horse for Stafford, um, to go back to him real quick, one dark horse that stands out to me could be the Dallas Cowboys because you don't really know where you can get with Dak with his broken ankle. And uh, I mean, they could tag him one more time, but I mean, that's, they could be overpaying there. Stafford's on a very team friendly. I think he's only getting paid $17 million. Whereas like, a guy like Aaron Rodgers is getting paid $40 million, so he's almost impossible to trade for. God, Lee, Stafford's been there for forever. Yeah, and then um, uh, Mike McCarthy, is he knows Stafford because he had the game plan against him twice a year, every year. Yeah. So, I he's mean, I, I, would not, yeah, I would not be surprised if, if maybe they get in play for him too, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. I thought he was a really um, good quarterback, man. He just wasn't the wrong, wrong team. A very I mean, yeah, I mean – he 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 put up all those great stats and they, they they did nothing. I mean, it was they couldn't put a full team around him. That's where I think right now. I think he's got a good three four years left in, left in him right now. Yeah. And if he goes to a team that's that's built like Indianapolis, like San Francisco, like the Rams, not probably not so much Dallas. I think he's going to have basically the same situation he has right now in Detroit and Dallas. But uh, if he goes to the right situation, he could be a perennial. Uh, league championship like nfc or afc championship game for the next three or four years so i think so i'd want that stafford on my team yeah i mean you need a court your your team needs a quarterback so you might as well try to trade for him uh i don't know about if (laughs) if it was deshaun watson going back to him yes i would i would definitely want deshaun watson (laughs) (laughs) that's right so what about the Houston coach high real quick oh obviously you don't want to try to, to convince watson to stay there (laughs) it's obvious i mean at that point i mean that, that was a joke did I see uh, earlier? I don't, this might be a day old, but they hired Lovey Smith as their defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, yeah. I think Pep Hamilton's their uh, quarterbacks coach, <laughs> and uh, someone I never heard of. I think is offensive coordinator. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I think it's it's going to be a train wreck. I think the uh, the Texans are back to being the uh, the seller of the division. Them, I mean, 
if uh, with the Jags, when they get the Trevor Lawrence, what they do with their draft picks, maybe they won't be the laughing stock. Now it's going to be the Texans again. So possibly, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll real quick move over to baseball. Uh, we haven't really covered a lot of that because they have the slowest off season. Um, but as we're getting closer to spring training, the things are actually happening now. So. Um, first story is the Hall of Fame. No one made it in there because they're all cheaters. Uh, you, have any, you have anything to say about that? Um, it's just a shame, man. But then again, like, who would you want to put in there? Did you see all those names on there? They're all cheaters. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. There's some people that, that are cheaters, yeah. But, I mean, they had guys like um, – Billy Wagner. I mean, you, you don't know if these guys took like steroids or not. Obviously, like Barry Bonds, yes, and Roger Clemens, but um, Kurt Schilling. Dude, that guy was. Uh, of course, I think I, some people did take enhancers, yes, but do you physically see it on their body? No. Barry Bonds, yes. Would you vote Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame? Uh, so I would. If if, if you throw out all the stats from San Francisco, yes. Just him as his normal size head in Pittsburgh, he's a Hall of Famer. The, then he went to San Francisco. He got mad about the home run chase by McGuire. So he started uh, taking PEDs. And then his head blew up 10 hat sizes, and he started cracking home runs left and right. If you take the stats out, he's still a Hall of Famer. I would do that. But, I mean, he didn't do himself any favor by being uh, mean and crass to all the um, the press, the, the people who are going to vote for him in the Hall of Fame. Um, Schilling, I think Schilling had a chance, but all of his stuff after he retired, all of his political stuff and his uh, bankrupting that ga- uh, gaming team or whatever, um, <laughs> I think I think he ruined his image by spouting his spouting off his mouth. I mean, I think he was a Hall of Famer, but I think yeah. his off the field stuff hurt him on that. He was close to getting in. He was at seventy one percent this year. Um, Barry Bonds was sixty one. Roger Clemens sixty one. Guys are declining, like Sammy Sosa's at seventeen. He's not getting in. Yeah, at all. I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm looking, I'm looking, looking at the list. I think Omar Vizquel, I think he should have gotten in. Uh, oh, Wagner, yeah. I think should have gotten in. Wagner, um, I think will get in uh, eventually. I mean, Gary but, but they have no. Many cheater. Todd Helton uh, was basically a cheater. <laughs> um, Manny Ramirez was a cheater. Jeff Kent was a cheater. Andrew Jones. I'm assuming he was a cheater. I think everybody's a cheater. <laughs> uh, Pettit was. Uh, Bobby Abreu was an interesting one to me because um, he I don't, he never got busted for it, but I, I think what hurt him in his career was that home run derby where he like jacked 30 home runs. Well, I think that was the and, highlight of his career. And his swing was broken after that. I, I mean, it was never the same after that, yeah. after that home run derby. Mm. I think Omar Vizquel is going to get in for sure. Yeah, Omar Vizquel, real quick. Uh, Billy Wagner, and I think possibly Todd Hilton within the next like three years. Yeah, I just don't know about Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. It's just yeah, I think but, next year's Omar, last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omar Vizquel, that But the thing that scares me about that one is he's already had three chances. I mean, yeah, he's at forty nine this year. Yeah, I don't know. He was at fifty. He was at fifty two point six last year, so it's going down. That's true. It, yeah. it's, it's tough because I, I, I really don't know because it, can it possibly be the same thing as next year when nobody gets voted in? Maybe Kurt Schilling. I mean, this is, this is the epitome of the steroid era 
where you don't know who's clean and who's not clean. I think we're going to have a lot of these years where no one gets in. I can see that, yes. I think I think they're going to wait until the next generation are retiring and start voting those guys in. Um, I think we're going to see a, a, a dry spell of a Hall of Fame votes for the next three, four, five years. Yeah, I mean... That's, uh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Because all these guys were Hall of Famers before they started taking drugs. Um, next year's first will be A-Rod, Big Poppy. So Cheater, Cheater. <laughs> Mark Teixeira. Uh, Jim, Pumpkin Eater. Jimmy Rollins. Um, notable he, name. He might. He might. I he mean... Might. Jake Peavy, Coco Crisp. Um, oh, my God. Coco Crisp. I haven't heard that name forever. <laughs> Prince Fielder, uh, Joe Nathan. I, I could see, I could see Prince Fielder getting in. I mean, because uh, he looks the part of a steroid taker. But I mean, if you look at his dad, it's all genetics. I, I, I think he was. I think he did it the right way. Yeah. So next year we'll see. I mean, Jonathan Papelbon. Uh, that's yeah, about it. He have enough elite years, I think, to to make it. A Rod would be the talk of the of the Hall of Fame next year. I don't think he gets in. No chance. No chance he gets in there. So Big Poppy don't, doesn't get in. I mean, he shouldn't because I mean the I reports are out there. Um, but he was never suspended for it, so he may be able to get by. Um, but the, but everyone knows, and so I don't know if they're going to reward him for that. I mean, maybe getting stabbed may uh, change some votes. I mean, he got stabbed. <laughs> remember that? I mean, a couple years ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, he almost died. Uh, so maybe that that will change some votes. Well, but he got I mean, shot. Oh, that's right, he was shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like point blank in the back, and he survived. Yeah, and he's still back to say the Yankees lose. Uh, Yankees <laughs> lose. I love that. <laughs> um, all right. So the other baseball stories. Um, uh, Gregorius is back with the Phils. Rodon is back with the Chai Sox. Uh, Jack- JT Romuto is back with the Phillies. Yeah, Jack Peterson signed with the Cubs. Um, the big story, though, is a- Nolan Arenado was traded to the Cardinals. Um, what is it with the Cardinals fleecing all these teams for, for, <laughs> for the best players? Paul uh, Goldschmidt. I mean, Matt Holiday back in the day from the same team. I mean, it's it's like they're always fleecing guys. Mark McGuire, even if you want to go back far enough, they're fleecing these guys for a bunch of minor leaguers who don't pan out, and then I, I don't get it. Uh, I don't know what the Colorado Rockies GM is doing. They they have to pay fifty million as well, or give fifty yeah. million to the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, just keep them there. Just keep them on your team if you're gonna just keep paying that much of a salary. And I don't even think they get like that many good prospects from the from the uh, uh, Cardinals. Yeah, I think they get like the, like maybe the I think the best prospect is like number thirteen overall, and then they have like a forty and a fifty, and yeah. it's like that's so that's a huge win for the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, like same thing with the Paul Goldschmidt trade. I mean, I was like, what was Arizona thinking doing that trade? I have no idea, but the Cardinals are going to win the NL Central for sure next year. Oh, easily at this point. I mean, because the Cubs are basically tearing it down; they're not really building it back too well. I mean, like they, yeah, they got Jacques Pearson, but he can't hit the ball. He's a good fielder. Yeah, that's about it. So, uh, I, I mean, I'll tell you the name. The story I saw this weekend that was really threw me for a loop is like, um, did you see the story that Scott Kashmir is trying to come back? Dude, it's been like seven, he's been out of league since I think since what 2015. He's been out of the league. Scott Kashmir, I remember playing, seeing him on MVP Baseball 2005. Yeah, for the Rays, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, dude. Yeah. Like, 
back back before they even dropped that the devil off their name. So yeah. I saw that. I'm like, I'm like Scott Cat. I mean, hey, more power to him if he can do. It. I know he pitched in like like the Dominican League, and there's some league in Mexico. I think he pitched oh, after the last couple of years. I'm trying. Um, to, I'm trying. I'm convinced that Cole Hamels can come back for like a year to like to the Astros for like a year. Yeah. I'll take him, Cole Hamels. And did, and did, did I see Craig? Is is Adam Wainwright coming back? Yeah, to the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> what about Tanaka going back to Japan? That's I mean, it. That's it, man. He's done. I mean, he had a shot of the World Series, but the Astros uh, cheated their way. Uh, keeping uh, him out of there. Uh, he. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but uh, Cashman said that. No, Cashman's an idiot. How about that? <laughs> so he says um, shenanigans. He doesn't really say Astros, but they ran into shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's right. Yeah. Well, what about that? So, that uh, AOCS where Boston smacked them around or ALDS? Yeah. Well, was, they were doing shenanigans too. So, oh, but yeah. okay. But, but when you win in five games, it doesn't matter how much shenanigans you do. I mean, you're gonna win that series regardless. <laughs> so. Stupid Cashman. <laughs> so um okay yeah we'll we'll get more into the baseball talk as as these big stories break out but i mean i will we have a what two two weeks i think until uh, i think teams so. start reporting yeah so yeah. We're, we're getting back to close to being baseball season so um but finally we will move, move over to the best league and that is the nba <laughs> oh, no, i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding so. people so um, before we get into our power rankings, there's really only two stories I want to touch on. Um, one is more of a, of a follow-up to the last couple of shows. Um, as a Pacers fan, I, I know I've talked a lot about that trade where Oladipo went to Houston and the Pacers got Karis LeVert. And we know about the, how they found that mass on Karis LeVert's uh, kidney. Well, last Monday, he had surgery. They removed the mass, and they caught it early enough to where there's no more further treatment needed. So no radiation, no chemotherapy. It's gone. It didn't spread. It was still just just a mass there. That's good. Um, based on the doctor who did the surgery, he said that they would not. He would not had any symptoms that would have warranted an MRI, and they may not have caught this for a year. And by that point, it could have spread to multiple <laughs> organs. So yeah. this. So James Harden going full diva saved Karis Levert's life pretty much th- at this th- point. Thank you, James Harden. Yeah, thank you for going full diva. Thank you for going to the taco bar and filling up and gaining all that weight. Dropped them three days later. So, um, but I'm glad to hear it's he's about six to eight weeks before he picks up a basketball. So I think we're probably talking 10 weeks, 10, 12 weeks before he's actually back. So he could very well be back on the court this year. They may kind of just hold him out depending on how his rehab's going. Yeah. Um, I mean, because it's major surgery. I mean, it is is surgery on on his kidney. So it's not like anything light. um, So. You probably want to be um, cautious with that and kind of lay back on that. Yeah. So, and I mean, they're playing well enough as it is. I mean, they're, they're not like a top tier team, but they're also not a, they're not going to miss the playoffs. So they could very well like hold it down and then he could see how he feels and maybe get him back in there right before the playoffs. We'll yeah. see. I mean, uh, we, we have time to, time to tell on that. So, and then the other big story that's happening right now are the Lakers are currently struggling on their East Coast swing. I know that they lost a back to back with one of those teams being the, lowly Detroit Pistons. Yeah, and what the hell? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I, saw that I mean, and it happens. Like, whenever you're away from it home does. that long and you're traveling, it, it happens. And right now they are tied 66-all with Boston. That's a tough game. I mean, they could very well drop three on this road trip. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, they, they could very well pull it out, too. But Boston's finally back healthy, so it's going to be – they're going to have their hands full tonight. 
So, um, so with that, we will move into our top five. And I think I, I think you went first last week, so I'll go first this week. Um, I will go with my number five. I have those Lakers that I just talked about. They fell from one to five because of those losses. Um, I think that I mean they're still going to be part of the one seed ultimately out west, but they had fallen. I think down to the three seed currently. Um, they have. I mean, they're the Lakers. They can turn it on and off whenever they want. So I've, I'm not worried about them. Uh, my number four team. I have the other LA team, the Clippers. They are nine and one over their last ten. Um, they are struggling right now they, with some contact tracing. I know uh, Kawhi was out for a while. I know Paul George was out for a little bit because of contact tracing. Um, I think that's the only thing that's going to really slow them down is if, if their stars miss any games because of COVID. Um, my number three team are the 76ers. Um, I, they're still the one seed out east. Um, I just I feel there's at least one team better that I'll talk about in a second that I think ultimately it will be better than them. Um, and that's the Nets at, at number two for me. Um, I mean, just I don't know if you saw the game uh, last night against Oklahoma City. They dropped 146 points on Oklahoma City without even trying. Yeah, that's that's a scary offense. I mean, you don't need to have a great defense, but already, they have some pretty good defensive players on that team. They yeah. signed uh, Amon Shumpert back to the team. He's a defensive guy. Yeah, so you don't need any how, more scores. How long has he been out? Oh, man, so I, think, I think it's about a year, maybe. I haven't heard that name in a while, but I was like, Shumpert. Yeah, what? yeah. Um, he was last on their team. He actually he may have been on the bubble with them. Now I think about it. Yeah. Um, he may have signed right before the bubble because they had so many injuries last year. But um, I mean, he's just he's ring chasing at this point. I mean, that's the only reason you, <laughs> well, you go there. It? Who is it? Exactly. So, um, and then my number one team, and this is going to be a surprise for some people. But winners of 11 straight, the team that no one is talking about, the Utah Jazz. That team has had the quietest 11-game win streak I've ever heard, seen in in, the, in any sport. Um, I know they're out there in Utah. Uh, it's it's a boring franchise. It's a boring city. But they're they're doing something out there. They're winning these games, and, and they're, they're playing really well. And they may be... This may be the Jazz we thought we were going to see last year in the conference finals, um, but they, they, they they're finally healthy and they look pretty good. I like there's something about Utah that I like, man. I don't know if it's just the you know the location, but there's something about it where the Mormons, well, <laughs> BYU, the Church of, the Church of Latter Day Saint. Like I would love to go visit Utah, obviously, but there's just something about the Utah Jazz because I go back to like the 1990s when you know. Carl uh, Malone and uh, Stockton watching basketball when they face Jordan. It's just something about that franchise. I don't know if they're boring. They're not a, like a well-talked-about team like the Lakers, obviously, or the Nets or the Knicks, but something about it where I like the Utah Jazz. But uh, anyway, so, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm going to warn you. Um, I, 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 if I went to Utah, they'd have no problem with it. You might be a little too tan to visit Utah because they're <laughs> – they're they're not the friendliest of people that are not white, so I'm just gonna be I'm gonna warn you about that. <laughs> so does anybody on the team have problems or no? Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them hear a lot of bad things during those games. Uh, you, a lot of, a lot of players when they get out of Utah Didn't talk like about some of the things. That, Westbrook had a pro, uh, incident. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Westbrook in the playoffs uh, got into the fan because they were uh, saying some pretty nasty things towards him. Well, claims right? It wasn't. Oh, I mean, the, the, the security heard him, and he, the guy got ejected. Is he like? Isn't he banned from like the stadium? Yeah, yeah, banned from the stadium. 
Yeah. Boy. Uh, anyways, uh, number five, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. They're still hanging around in, the, in uh, my top five. Um, number one team out east at 14 and six. Besides the Nets, I mean, I, I don't know who else can can – can possibly catch up to me. Okay, like the Bucks and the Celtics and the Pacers, yeah, but I feel like I, I can see the 76ers be there potentially all year long. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe flip-flopping with the Nets at one and two. I mean, it's, it's very, very, very possible because Joel Embiid's playing at MVP level, but the problem with Joel Embiid is he can't stay healthy for the entire season, so... So was uh, this it, just like a... It was just a coaching move that, that, that held the 76ers back from last year? Well, so they, they changed their roster as well. So one of the problems they had last year, last two years was they didn't have enough shooters. Once they let J.J. Redick leave, they didn't really have three-point shooters, which is what you need to run a modern offense. And so you had, basically they were running a bunch of uh, pick-and-roll, trying to get to the basket or take long twos. They finally made some trades, and they got like Seth Curry out there and some of these other guys, and they're out there hitting threes. I mean, that's what they needed. Joel Embiid can hit a three, but he's better whenever he's surrounded by shooters, and that's what – Basically, that's what they did, and they got Doc Rivers. Yeah. I mean, now again, if they still have Brett Brown, Brett Brown will still be running that team into the ground. But um, <laughs> Doc Rivers knows the strength he's laying play to their strength. Yeah. Okay, Doc Rivers, man, uh, something about him. Anyways. Doc Rivers is not <laughs> Doc Rivers is not a great coach, but when he has enough talent on his team, he stays out of the way. That's what he, I give him credit for. He lets them play like the way they want to play. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yep. Um, number four, I have the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, just Kawhi and, um, Paul George. I mean, well, they're averaging like 25 points a game, a game, I'm going to say, um, Serge Ibaka, I, 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 what's their record? Uh, 15 and five, <clears throat> not bad. Yeah. Um, pretty two, good. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty good. A2 at home and seven and three and away. And then I have the, uh, the Lakers have bumped, bumped down for me because of the, their, East Coast skid. I'm sure when they get back to the Staples Center and have a um, like a stretch of home games, they're going to get back to normal. Yeah, and real quick, they were undefeated on the road until this road trip. They were eight zero on the road going That's into right. this road trip, and then That's they lost right. two back to back. Yeah, to the Pistons. Come on, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those trap. I guess you can call them trap games in the NBA. I don't know, but uh, number two, I have the Brooklyn Nets. Um, just Durant and Harden and and Kyrie. It's hard to say that they're not going to be in the NBA cha- finals. I'm going to say championship finals. Um, they're good, man. Like, And they're interesting yeah. to watch, too, because, you know, the Brooklyn. Okay, what was the last time they were actually good? The New Jersey Nets, 2000 with Jason Kidd? Yeah. Yeah, they, they had, like, one decent year after that Boston trade where they had uh, Pierce well, and uh, Kevin oh, Garnett. Kevin Garnett, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they um, had one year before they all fell apart. Yeah. I mean, they're shot at now, so I have a number two. They're okay when they had Darren Williams and Brooke Lopez. but Darren Williams? Where's that guy yeah. now? Oh, he's he's way out of the league at this point. <laughs> but uh, they they when they had that team, their team was really good, but they started getting into the player's head because they kept being linked to Dwight Howard trades. And everyone was waiting for Brooke, uh, Brooke Lopez and some other guys to get traded. And so they kind of just like, well, if you don't want us here, why are we going to try? And their, yeah. their games kind of fell off. And, like, Brooke Lopez is still in the league. I mean, he's he's a starting center for the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So, I mean, he's still a great player. Um, but they kind of wasted those teams by speculation about getting Dwight Howard whenever 
Dwight Howard was great at the time, but the league was changing away from the big dominant centers and going for the three point shooters. Yeah, and like Dwight Howard, like he's still in the league, but he's basically a a uh, afterthought because unless he gets a dunk, I mean, he's just sitting there in the paint. Yeah, that's. I mean, I messed him up, man. Brooklyn Nets, number yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, number one out of the Utah Jazz, you know, win streaks are golden, obviously, in any sport that you are in. And an impressive 11-game win streak in the NBA is is, is phenomenal, especially with uh, Donovan Mitchell, the spider. I, I like this guy. And like I sta- uh, stated earlier about Utah, um, do you see them possibly overtaking the Lakers as number one spot? I mean, I could see them being the number one spot because the Lakers don't care about seeding because they you know they're that good. Doesn't matter who they face. Um, I could see the Clippers more challenging them than the Lakers for that one seed. I, I think I I think the you'll see them come back to earth a little bit. I mean, they're not gonna like not they're not gonna win out obviously. Um, injuries will take effect. Contact tracing. They will have to sit out some players eventually. Although it's a little easier when you don't have anything in Utah to distract you with, and, <laughs> and so. And so, um, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna probably finish as a, as a as a top three seed. They could be very well in the mix for the number one seed. I mean, they, they have a lot of talent. They're a very deep team. They yeah. don't have any superstars outside of Mitchell. But whenever you have Mitchell, and then you, I mean, then you have uh, like Favors up there as your center. You have Mike Conley out there as that veteran presence. You have Bojan Bogdanovic out there. Jordan. I mean, Clarkson. this. I mean, Jordan Clarkson right now is probably the sixth man of the year. It's. They have a really legit roster. They remind me a lot of like what the Pacers are building right now, where you don't have a bona fide star, but you have six or seven great players. Because yeah. like what? Because like when I watch the Pacers, like when like they're gonna face uh, they're gonna face the 76ers tomorrow. They're probably gonna lose, but if you go to the best players in the game, you're gonna have Joel Embiid one. Then you're gonna have like Sabonis, Brogdon two, then Simmons. And then you're going to have like the next four players being Pacer players. They're going to try to beat you with depth. And if they can stop one of your two stars, they're they're going to have a chance to win the game. Yeah. That's what that's what Utah is doing. Utah is like like Donovan Mitchell can he's not going to be a top 10 player in the league, but he's top 15. Then you have you're going to, they're going to beat you with the Bogdanoviches and the Jordan Clarksons and, and the Mike Conleys and they're going to, they're going to wear you down uh with Gobert out there as your defensive anchor. I mean, it's 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 hard because any one of those players can beat you on any given night. Whereas the Lakers, you know, if you can stop LeBron or you can stop AD, you have a chance. Yeah. I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell is a star. Oh yeah. I mean, I had him on my fantasy team last year. I mean, he's just, he scores the ball. I mean, he's a great player. Um, I'm surprised they're playing as well as the arcs. I know they had a lot of chemistry issues after, after what happened last year when the league shut down with Gobert basically not being very careful and then he he got Donovan Mitchell covid. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's why they're not having any any issues with covid cuz they all got it last year. True. <laughs> so, Could be true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um but yeah, so that, that's our uh, power 5. Um that's our and that's our show for today guys. Um we'll be back next week. We're going to be heavy. I got one quick thing. Yeah. I got some breaking news, Chris. Uh-oh. From Adam Schefter. Okay. We talked about this earlier. <clears throat> Detroit, Detroit is dealing quarterback Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for two future first-round picks 
a third round pick and quarterback Jared Goff per source. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So two former number one overall picks trading places for the first blockbuster NFL trade of 2021. Wow. So, I mean, they're, they're I, I don't think the, I don't think the, the Colts would trade two first and a third. They didn't have a quarterback send back. That's, that's actually a pretty good deal for the lions. Cause I mean, Jared Goff isn't terrible. He's not terrible, but um, I but hope I he's mean, going to bite some kneecaps, though. <laughs> <laughs> tear him off! Tear him off with uh, tear both kneecaps. So, um, but Jared yeah, so Lions, well, two future first round picks, a third round pick, and Jared Goff. Well, I wow. feel bad for the for the Goff family because they won't be seeing him on Thanksgiving anymore. Well, after the so, game, yeah, but yeah. Now watch! I would love, I would love for the NFL next year. They have Rams at Lions on, on Thanksgiving. That'll be great. Oh, but you know it's going to be like Lions and Bears, of course. I know, obviously. <laughs> so Matthew but Stafford I mean, in L.A., how does he do? Robert Woods is still there. Robert Woods there. You still have uh, Cooper Cup. Cup. Higby. Uh, have, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that, that they have, he, has, he has a lot of uh, passing weapons. You have a good running back situation there because you have three guys who can be a starter on any given week. You have a really good offensive line. I mean, that's a tough, that's, uh, tough division, though. I mean that that they could they could. I mean, they're a playoff team at the very least. Yeah, that's gonna be a great division. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I wonder how the what the Colts do next. Who do they go after? Let's see. Uh, do you start Brissett? Do you throw a bunch of money at Winston? Well, Brissett's a free agent. I don't think they want to pay to keep him there. Maybe go after Dak. Um, maybe try to off. I mean, I think they would offer up two or three first round picks for uh, Watson. Oh, do who I hope stay do, in do, the, to stay in the South? Wow. Yeah. Do you know who I hope? Who I hope goes there? Cam Newton. Ryan <laughs> Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He is a uh, he needs to start there. He started for almost every team in the league. Keep it going. Start for the Colts next year. <laughs> hey, it's possible, but I oh, think they're going to go after somebody like you said, like Dak. Or I mean, you're you're in, you're in a good chance to win the AFC South because Houston took a step back. Jacksonville's rebuilding, and Tennessee obviously it's probably going to win the division. But you know you can compete yeah. with Tennessee, so they have to go after quarterback. I don't know who, but. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, I could see with the coach there. I could see them go after uh, Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Frank or Reich. Sam Darnold, who I think is is a trash quarterback. Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that's uh, big news to end our show. I mean, uh, Matthew Stafford. We just talked about him. He's gone. He's gone. L.A. Rams. Uh, welcome to the nice warm weather out there in that beautiful stadium. Get out of Detroit. Nice. Although I don't think his wife's going to enjoy living in liberal uh, California, though. I don't, know if ever, <laughs> I don't know if you ever see any of her posts on for social media. Detroit or LA? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, she, well, I mean, uh, Michigan at least is, is a, is a uh, swing state, but California, I mean, she's going to be, she'll be surrounded by liberals. Oof. She is, she is not going to like that one bit. So yeah, uh, she should enjoy the weather though. I would move, I would move tomorrow because they have a snowstorm headed that way right now. So <laughs> move tomorrow. <laughs> So, all right, guys, uh, that's our show. We'll be back next week. We'll go heavy in the Super Bowl. Uh, I, 
I haven't talked to Daniel about this, but what, what do you think? I want to cover a lot of prop bets. You want to go over some of that stuff too? Yeah, we can do that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I know, unfortunately we can't sport bet here in Texas yet. Hopefully they pass that soon, but we'll, we'll see what the sport, the, the props are. I mean, I know you have the coin flips, you have the national anthem, all that stuff. So, so yeah, we'll cover all that. <laughs> we'll break down the game. We'll give our predictions and, uh, well, uh, then we'll cover our whatever else happens between now and then. So, um, one NFL trade down. We'll see if anything else breaks before the Super Bowl. Um, but with that, uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Peace. 